Hello everyone, welcome to Your Data HQ. We have Meghna Mukherjee here with us today. Meghna is currently working with Kindrel as a senior user experience designer. In her current role, she provides design solutions for the cost and asset management module of the multi-cloud management platform. With around 14 years of varied experience, she has worked as an instructional designer, a multimedia artist, a visualizer, a graphic designer, an animator, and all of this eventually led to her current occupation as a user experience designer. For a brief period, she was also an entrepreneur of a handicraft venture called Petals on Earth. Post that, she got into core user experience design with Mercedes-Benz Research and Development India. And that brings us to Kindrel today. So thank you, Meghna, for being here with us today. You're also the first guest since Data Epoch got rebranded into your Data HQ. So you're the first guest speaker of your Data HQ. Thank you, Sanjana. I'm happy to be here talking to you and sharing my experience on your Data HQ. Awesome, awesome. So how did you get into the field of designing? Uh, well, I, I think I was destined for design but it took some time for me to figure it out. As far as I can remember, I've always been fascinated by, you know, any format of design, be it digital design, the fine arts. So anything that would impress me, I would absorb it instantly. But I did study, uh, you know, I, I did study computer science and statistics in college and I actually enjoyed it. Awesome. I enjoyed it to the, yes. <laughs> so I enjoyed it to the point where I thought about pursuing it. But there was something that always, um, you know, wanted me to explore uh, design as a profession. I always wanted to do that. And I have a wonderful, you know, family where they always encouraged me to pursue my interests, you know, just explore so that I don't have any regrets later. Mm -hmm. So what I did was uh, before I graduated, I took up a few freelance assignments to basically fund my design education. And then I graduated and I got an offer as a statistician, but by that time I was on my design path. So after I completed my um, graphic and web design uh, course, I got an offer from a research lab. I think that was an amazing start. It was uh, HP Labs and uh, just uh, that was my introduction, not just to, you know, design, but to user experience research as well, uh, which completely fascinated me so that was my you know first stepping stone awesome awesome so looks like you got the best of both worlds you know design and creative side as well as like the entire tech and statistics side of things so what is your opinion on like how do you think designing for ml products and services is different from uh, just other design for tech Right. So in terms of, you know, my UX design process, I would say that that remains a constant. But yes, ML projects hold a special place and I'll tell you exactly how. Uh, so whenever I have a, a requirement, the, what I do is first, uh, you know, maybe have a kickoff call to try and understand the scope of the work a little better. Uh, talk to my business stakeholders, uh, see what business problems need to be addressed. 
then move into being able to understand the problem a little better where you know you define your user personas who are we solving this problem for um maybe uh, visualize the journey of the user build empathy maps now once all of this is defined we get into a user research phase uh not just a user research i would say a research phase where uh you know we have user interviews where i would get more information about the feature that i'm going to be working on maybe have a competitive analysis done at this stage and use all of this information to inform my uh design which would be my prototype so you know when um when uh, this is the visual representation so once there is uh you know something ready to present i would go ahead and test it out with my users get feedback that would be uh you know a lot of iterations until we have an agreed upon version and then you know hand it off to developers and so on and so forth so how is an ml project different so to me uh i uh, right from the research phase i extensively collaborate with the data science team to the point of annoyance <laughs> so i would say that uh, you know to me they are not just my subject matter experts i treat them as one level of my end users so when i have these discussions i do it so that i'm able to understand data i'm able to understand the data that i need to work with you know what kind of data am i dealing with is it static is it dynamic what uh, models are being used how accurate is the data the quality of data you know we are talking about uh suggestions recommendations predictions so what is the messaging that we need to build around it what is the best representation to our users so that they are not uh, overwhelmed by you know all of this data is there a visual that can be more effective in conveying all of this sometimes um you know because we deal with telemetry it we might need to have a messaging around you know uh, the permissions we need from users maybe or you know opt out options and things like that so uh, this is uh, the research phase discussions with my data scientist uh, another i actually do a walk through of my prototype as well with my data scientist like i said they are my first level of end users so uh, to understand how effective that solution is uh, before i take it to my users for me i swear by this process it's worked out for me and i i, I really think that collaboration at its is at its best when you know i bring in data scientists early in the stage awesome that's very good insight and i can assure you that uh, even though data scientists might appear to be you know frustrated i think the job you're doing it's of immense value just to understand you know how users can best benefit from data science models because just uh, creating the model in itself does not deliver a value it has to be um it has to be conveyed in a way that's useful to the end users um so thank you for that great job and i think there's a commonality here that while collaborating with data scientists both of us data scientists as well as ux designers really have to focus and decode one thing and that is who are our users and what do they need right like that's ultimately what we're trying to solve for and it's not a very straightforward process to discover that but do you have a framework that you follow 
Uh, well, I I would say that you know one uh, being able to understand uh, how you know we we deliver value to our users that is very important not just uh, in terms of design but it rolls up in criticality to you know the product as well. So how do we understand uh, you know whether we are delivering whether we are delivering value to our users? Uh, it would be to hear it from the horse's mouth. so you know just just ask uh, interview your users so uh, while you know we think user interview is like a simple term but it's a little tricky because if i ask my users direct questions i might end up with answers like yes or no and you know the context of why isn't there so we do have a prescribed method where you know we have a script of open ended questions uh, but this is a guideline obviously when you you know you would improvise based on the responses from the people you are interviewing but based on this guideline uh, you would you know elicit insights from your users and then build uh, try to understand the value that you can deliver now uh, when we frame these questions something that we are looking to do is to answer a few higher level questions of you know why is your what is the need of whatever you are offering to your user you know why do they need it uh, the second uh, would be something like you know what how are they currently having their needs addressed what are they using maybe a website an app or talking to people and finally uh, the next uh, aspect would be to understand the problems that they are facing with their current uh, interactions so to give you an example maybe uh, if we consider um, a healthcare app where you know uh, there is guidance to a user on their maybe wellness journey so uh, the questions that i would ask my user uh one to understand uh you know why is there a need for my product so i wouldn't just ask them why do you need this product i would uh, ask them to maybe take me through a typical day in your life uh you know what could you define health what does health mean to you what health concerns do you think can be addressed if you know you were using my app uh what would be the goal what what do you uh, look at benefiting from at the end of interacting with my app or what i have to offer now the second set of questions would be about their current interactions so you have some health concerns how are you addressing them right now so they might tell me that i'm googling <laughs> you know i'm just going to go google for it or um let's say that they say that i'm actually consulting a healthcare professional so that would lead to my third group of questions which would be you know um um uh, so you are consulting a healthcare professional um so do you have a need to come to an app is there something that isn't getting addressed there or if they say no i'm not talking to a healthcare professional what are your reservations what are you looking for so identify problems over there sometimes if the user is already using uh, what i have to offer i could just observe them you know through the whole process and try to uncover problem points over there so i would i would uh, uh, then based on all of this information collected 
I would come up with a statement that defines, you know, my users' problems, and then using that, I would derive the value that I'm looking to, you know, uh, deliver to my user. So uh, it it all revolves around feedback from users, but um, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I I would say that we have seen that when. um you know you have a feature that doesn't take into account the value that you're going to deliver to users it probably goes into cold storage hibernation and sits there so yes uh, i i think this uh, you definitely need to understand the value that you are going to deliver thank you for walking us through the workflow and process of identifying these values and sometimes these values change with time right for example if it's a food delivery app the very first value a user might need is just quick delivery followed by that they might sort of need good customer care and just a human to talk to address any issues followed by that they might need something like i want recommendations of restaurants similar to my favorites but that i haven't discovered yet so have you noticed that you know the value proposition keeps changing over time and when it does what is your iterative process uh, to address those value changes right right absolutely i i totally understand what you're talking about uh, there have been quite a few instances <laughs> of that happening uh, you know when i've worked on projects um, so one is design uh, by nature is a highly iterative process and that is driven by you know insights uh, from my users feedback from my users uh sometimes it could be a change in technical capabilities so you know i can deliver a lot more value to my users so products uh, actually technology is ever evolving and it's pushing boundaries so i would want to you know revisit my uh, design revisit my experience to ensure that i'm you know drawing maximum benefit of the way technology has changed so uh definitely you know these changes could be minor changes or they could be something that you know just makes me go back to the drawing board uh, research uh, then you know the research phase would again go ahead and impact the prototype and then i would have a usability testing and so on and so forth but the thing is the idea is always to welcome and invite such uh, feedback such changes uh to know that you know my end goal is to give an improved solution the solution has to evolve so uh and especially when you know when we work in an agile setup because we are delivering you know we have smaller deliverables so for uh, a ux designer it becomes even more important to have feedback on smaller chunks so that you know we fail fast we fail cheap we learn and you know we we go through the whole process sooner and we improvise so to give you an example um i was working on a project management tool where based on initial feedback from users uh, we i had built a prototype where you know uh, our user would land on a page that gave you granular details of a task so that was the feedback so i prototyped it and uh, then tested it with users again now that was a complete change in uh, you know the insights that we got because what uh, our users said is that you know this is way too granular i'm not looking for uh, things that are so much in detail mm-hmm. so they said that we come here so you know questions about what is important to you then you know what what are you looking for on a day to day basis or a week to week basis 
so what they mentioned was that we are looking for higher level data you know what's uh, upcoming this week uh, what's been completed what's overdue maybe some critical alerts anything that needs a change so this is what they were looking for so then you know back to research uh, went ahead with a lot of brainstorming and uh, as a result of this there was uh, you know it essentially means that we had a dashboard page that was a part of the prototype now and that was the landing page for our users and then when you test it you actually realize that okay this actually did make uh, add a lot of value to the user when compared to you know what we had before so i would say that um, keeping my feedback loop open being uh, open to these changes in fact inviting discussion on this before it gets to a stage where you know it's going to just just uh, uh, get into a big mess i would say it's it's definitely a part of uh, you know my design process very cool that's very cool so what advice would you give to someone who's starting out new in this field right so it's an advice that i give to myself as well uh, being you know many years in this industry i would say that uh, keep learning be very open to learning absorb everything that you can and i i don't just mean um you know um uh, just ux design related things i don't just mean that you know keep learning about user experience design or design only i would say whatever you're curious about uh find out more about it so uh whether it is data science or maybe something related to finance healthcare uh just learn more uh, let's you know if you're interested uh talk to people who are experts or talk to people who you know who you know that work in that field so uh interact collaborate that just opens your mind up uh and also find mentors that's something which uh, definitely works for me where you know if you have uh, if you know that there is someone who uh, you follow or who you think has a lot of knowledge in this field they can help you out with understanding better make that connection uh, talk to them see if something works because if it does work out you know you actually get a, a you have so much advantage from their experiences and the third thing i would say is volunteer <laughs> so you know if you really want experience you can just volunteer if you're really passionate about something volunteer to work on uh, projects and i think that that definitely makes a big difference that's very good advice thank you and outside of work just tech and everything else what do you get inspired by the most okay that's that's like uh, like you know that's going to trigger so many <laughs> uh, responses but yes um uh, you know i had a part of my uh, life dedicated to my handicrafts venture my entrepreneurial uh, venture petals of earth so it was because i'm very passionate about uh, the arts so um, my venture in particular was uh, you know it dealt with clay handicrafts terracotta handicrafts so i um, it's still something that is that i'm very passionate about i carry this with me uh, everywhere i go <laughs> so even when i'm working i try to bring in that uh, even you know irrespective of where i work i try to bring in that element of you know let's let's uh, see how i can use this to make 
this experience better maybe i could i could have you know maybe some clay a model of clay to depict a process how do i make this better so it's it's for me it's always something that i have outside of work you know i i paint i sketch i do a lot of clay work um it, it's you know uh, i actually make these clay things at home mess and everything included that's a part and parcel of it um but it gives me a lot of joy it gives me um i also see it as a way to add value you know i've never seen someone who you know hasn't smiled after seeing those clay models or whatever it is so i i definitely look at it as my passion and something else uh, apart from this i love to explore <laughs> within my city outside my city whatever it is just explore open my mind uh, just absorb whatever i can with these experiences so that's that's what i do you know outside of work to keep myself even more motivated Well, that paints a very vivid image of your creative energy, and you know, I can understand how you bring that into work as well. That's very cool. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Meghna, and everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to your Data HQ to continue to stay connected with the community you can learn from.